live on ACN Track. Welcome to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Welcome to another episode of Go Greyhounds. James and Callum, a pleasure as always to be with you. Yes, indeed, Lex. Good to be with you. Always great to be here. I was hoping you'd say never and sure. Always a pleasure, never and sure. Now, both of you managed to go on Friday night to the track. How was your experience? Yeah, we did. First uh, first time that the Greyhounds were open to the public end, Friday night at Mandra. We had limited restrictions, didn't we, Cal? Only 100 or so allowed in the venue, but it did sell out. Uh, we were there to witness it all. It was good to be back at the track, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, yeah. Um, obviously, the weather turned during the night, but mm. having everyone there and a bit of an atmosphere and back on track, it was good. Um, did I you guys hang out? A little bit. We had a bit oh. of a chat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he had uh, the lovely Taylor with him, so I didn't want to cut in on that action. Yeah, fair enough. I mm. understand. And Saturday night back as per normal and these these weeks too. Yeah, big crowd uh, there on Saturday night. And, um, yeah, so as of Wednesday, as of last night, we were back to having the public on. And hopefully we'll have those Sunday, Monday, Tuesday meetings, which are currently still closed to public. Hopefully within the next few weeks they'll be open. All the remaining meetings here in WA are open to the public and expecting uh, big crowds. I think people are saving saving it for the weekends. We've had a lot of inquiries for the Fridays and Saturday nights. That's always good news. Mm. Big racing over the weekend. Uh, we had a Paradise Street Trophy winner. Every race has a winner. so Indeed. Get into that. Um, inversion. Thoughts on that race? Yeah, big win, wasn't it? Uh, Cal came from a long way back uh, to pick up Chimera Manelli in the home straight. Is yeah, that, were you expected? Yeah, it was a good win. I thought um, I quite liked Inversion. I I backed it earlier in the week at a bigger price, so I was happy with the result. Um, Chimera Manelli is a dog that is quite consistent. Gets out in front if it's left in time. Out in front for a long time, it can get a little bit weary, but. I thought Inversion was good, and I thought there was a couple of good runs in behind. I thought Cindy's Oliver, but we do have the replay for that race, so let's have a listen. Dinah Oscar to the outside, and last of all was Banjo's Girl down the back, Chamira Manelli on the arm. Out by four lengths in second place goes Inversion, and then followed in turn by Snelly Gaster. Flake Manelli trying to push through. Now Cindy's Oliver's into the clear and charges into third, then followed by Dinah Oscar as they come to the corner. Chamira Manelli is the leader, coming quickly, Inversion, and also Cindy's Oliver in the straight. Inversion hits, goes up on the outside of Chamira Manelli, who kicks. Chamira Manelli, or Inversion, very tight. Third goes the way of Cindy's Oliver, then Flake Manelli. Yeah, went to the photo there, but uh, as we know, Inversion got the results. Uh, been a pretty handy chaser for the Crudelli since uh, arriving in their kennel, hasn't it? Not a superstar, but certainly a very consistent performer, regular earner for them. Yeah, I think that's the key word, consistent. Uh, it's probably a dog that can't run scintillating time, but has the uh, qualities of a, a decent dog where it has a little bit of early speed over the 715 and 600 metre races, can put itself into a spot and is quite strong over the 600. So a nice dog for them and a big payday there. Speaking of the 600, Inversion now goes into the 647 Mandra Middle Distance Challenge heats uh, on Friday nights. There's two heats of that race down there. Inversion's in the second heat. In some ways, I'm looking at the second heat as... Probably the more interesting, more competitive one, I would say. Inversions in there, Cindy's Oliver, Rockstar, Patriot, those three uh, in boxes six, seven, and eight. How, how are we reading this one, guys? Well, Rockstar, Patriot was the winner of last, last, year's. last year, so that's yep. probably one to look out for. Well, maybe if it makes the final, 
but not for the heats. Does generally say his best for finals, Rockstar Patriot. As you mentioned, Lex did win this race last year, but that was the only time he's ever won uh, over this journey at Mandry's. Had about five goes at. We know what he has well, that's done. That's a good odds. If you, if <laughs> One you out of five. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. Yeah. Uh, we know what he's like, uh, this dog. He just, whenever there's a final on and he's in it, that's when he comes to the fore. See, when otherwise, it matters. Well, when it matters, they're big game performer. But otherwise, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he did win uh, over the 7.15 last week, but um, yeah, don't know. As I say, I like it. If he makes the final, Paul, Paulie Stewart will get him up. But uh, I, this week for the for the Heat, you know, I, I probably wouldn't be on him, no. Yeah, it's a, it's a strange dog. In leading up to all his finals, where he won uh, the Galaxy, he wasn't going as well as he could. Yep. But then he gets into these big races, and Paul Stewart seems to find a little bit of a couple of lengths there with the dog. So you can't write him off, but he's certainly not in the form anywhere near the form that he can be in. I mean, last start he won, but it was in very slow time against average dogs. So in this field, I probably wouldn't go with him, but. You can never really write him off. I'm probably going to agree with James, which I don't like saying. Oh. Uh, you probably emotional. You probably got to give him a chance in the final if he makes it. I think it's Cindy's Oliver is the one to beat in this um, field. I was a little disappointed with the run of Cindy's Oliver. Now everyone's going to say it's an amazing run. It's an amazing run. I wasn't that impressed. This with is from the Paradise Street. Yeah, yeah, I wasn't that impressed with its run home time. I thought Inversion was holding it on the line, if not going away. I think the dog may need a couple of more runs at the 600 maybe. And the 647 at Mander is actually a tougher run than uh, it looks on paper. It's a big track. It's Dogs keep their high speed up for longer, which means they're exerting more energy. So the distance is actually probably closer to a 715. So we'll see what Cindy's Oliver can do. It's probably going to get back in this field as well and run home. I think it's the one to beat, but I think there are a couple of dangers. If Hurricane Tears gets on the on the arm, uh, it's a very good dog. Uh, Jackpot Jill won at 600. And it's probably quite a strong dog. And inversion, uh, winning form's good form. It just has to get across. And if it gets near them, it has performed over the 6-4-7 in the past. Does it worry you that Cindy's Oliver has never raced at Mandra before? Yeah, that can be a, another factor. Um, I'm expecting it's seen the tracks in some time in its career, but I don't know that for a fact. But first yeah, time not, the track. Not often Joe gets down, Joe Daly, yeah. the trainer gets down to Mandra. It's not could be a hundred percent on that actually but first time first time at a track is a negative right and james what do you make of that heat uh probably yeah mostly agree with cal well uh, agree i know this is the bad start of the show we're agreeing a, a lot and that's that's no good but uh, having said that i am interested also guys in that first heat um where we've got flake Manelli jumping out of box one flake Manelli probably uh, has been our best stay over the past uh, four or five months. Been a while since he's run. Here, uh, right? Well, she, she, she? yeah. Uh, this is why ha- it's just easy to say the dog. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Hasn't run on the track since uh, September, October last year. Ran second in the heat of the Mandra Cup. Didn't make the final. Was the, the slowest runner up there, amazingly. Hard, hard to believe. Uh, hasn't run over this distance on the track. But it, as I say, has been the form stayer, I guess, the last few weeks it has, has missed out. But um, do we just think that this dog with its early speed from box one just, just uh, rebounds to the winner's circle here in this first heat? Mm, it's a hard one to judge, especially when you're doing form, because there's not a lot of sample size and there's not a lot of dogs here that have run over the 647. So trying to get an early split for these dogs is quite hard. You have to go back and compare their 600 times. 
Uh, there is a lot of speed in this race, and I think this is the most interesting race. Harden Up Tommy's a dog that shows really good speed over the 405, um, would be the quickest in this race. I think he might be a chance of leading Flake, and then we know what Flake does when in behind. And it's not too pretty. Right. Uh, Snickers Nelly's also very quick um, early as well. She uh, This dog can go the 550s early over the 520. So I don't think Flake's a certainty to lead, but box one is a big help. And to add to that, uh, Dancing Opie just recently went 27.41 over the 4.90 in a trial. So he's a dog that's got a lot of ability, but he probably needs to be up on the speed as well. So in saying that, I haven't really given much. Um, I'd probably lean to Flake Minnelli, but you'd, I'd need about I need $2.20 to have a bet, probably. Okay, there you go. You want a bit of a price for Flake for that. Fair enough. Don't ask me why, but I'm backing West on Violet. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a dog that would drop out and run on to a bit of a one batter. It would certainly get the distance, that's for sure, but um, can definitely place it, Big Odds. Hello, you were okay, very keen on this part Yeah, I don't of the know show. why, but I just, uh, for some reason, mm. I've got a hunch. All right. You know when you know, you know. All right, you know. All right. Until you don't know. <laughs> Until you don't know. Saturday night. Saturday night, yeah, heats of the West Chase at Cannington. Three heats here, three really good heats, I thought. These are these are all uh, very competitive races. Uh why don't we start with the first one, guys? It'd be race four on the night, the, the first heat of the West Chase. We've got Chimera Manelli out of box one here, Rapido Lass uh, out of box three, and Steve Manelli out of box six. They're the three I would identify as the as the big three in this race. W- would you guys agree with Callum, that? Callum, do, do you mm. agree with that, firstly? Uh, I think it's quite an open race, so I, don't, I wouldn't spe- I'd say they're the three best dogs, but I wouldn't narrow it down to three dogs. I'm going to take those and agree. <laughs> yeah, I would call it that. <laughs> Um, what what do you look for in this race? Who's well, standing out to you? Well, I did want to take on Rapido Lass until I saw the price. Um, uh, then I thought, well, I'll probably end up backing it. It's a dog that has a lot of ability. I know how quick it can go early, but the worry last start is it did miss the start. If it can, if it misses the start from three in this race, it's all over Red Rover. So um, in terms of that, I'll probably happy to take 220 plus in that race. Um, but there are a lot of, like, Chimera Nelly's dropping back from 600, which is good, has box one, which is good, and the two-dog wants to move off the fence, so, uh, and the, so does the three-dog. So there's room there. Brankstone Boy's a dog that's probably going to struggle to cross, so happy to put the pen through. Weston Magada was a good win on Wednesday, mm-hmm. bit of a last-man-standing job. Steve Minnelli good at Mandra. So, yeah, there's a, I think it's a quite wide open, but with Rapido Lass. Well, let's move into Heat 2, Race 5, that is. Fernando Starr and Pixie Minnelli. The Minnellis are always busy. They are. Pixie's got two. Fernando's star three. Are they the, the main two here? I think I'd likely be taking both of them on just because of the dog in one. Uh, it's a dog that's really quick, the quickest beginner in this uh, race. And once she's a bit of the track, um, that dog could take care of Pixie Nelly and Fernando's star earlier. Pixie, very big, uh, very nice win last week. Very good win. Um, I probably might lead to historic time and tots prospect if I get the prices. Both dogs are very strong and can run on. Top prospect was absolutely massive last night. Um, Box eight's no good, but I think there might be a bit of trouble in this race, and uh, those are the two dogs that will capitalise. Okay. Early dogs. Yeah. And we've got race six, which is heat three. We're looking at Sir Monty, Mermaid Manelli, and West Alophilia. Well, and Thrift uh, Manelli as well in this one. This one is probably, even though there's a seven. Thrift is scratched. Oh, scratched now? Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, there you go. Six dog That's field. I didn't say it. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, this one, yeah, certainly one of the more interesting ones, I thought, although I do like Sir Monty out of box one here. Interesting weekend of racing ahead. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back soon. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche.
live on ACN Track. You're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Welcome back to the show. Well, now it is our pleasure to be joined by one of the up-and-coming trainers here in Western Australia, the Shane Train, Shane Williams. How are you, mate? G'day, James. How are you going? Good, good, good. Big news uh, recently, moving to another property. You've moved down to the hub of Greyhound Racing uh, for the trainers down there in Nambula. Yeah, um, been here a month now and... Um yeah, settling okay. The dogs have been going okay, and I've just got to get my my finger on places around Nambla up and stuff. So yeah, it's been pretty good. And uh, look, you you came over here about four years or so ago initially to get a job uh, with the club Greyhounds WA, a groundsman lure driver, uh, and that you've since then moved into training. Was it always your your ambition to step up and run your own kennel? Yeah, I think it was. I think it happened a bit sooner than what I thought it would, James. I um I had a pretty secure job at Grounds WA. I sort of worked my way up to be um two IC there of Grounds and and stuff. And um I think I just got an opportunity. And um it's one of those things where you just sort of grab that opportunity when it when it comes. You never know if it's going to come up again. And um yeah, I've got an opportunity to rent um John Carmody's kennels at um, Canningvale there. And um, yeah, I haven't looked back, to be honest. It's been pretty good. Um, I've had a lot of help along the way, but, um, yeah, things have been going pretty good since I've um, taken up the car and that's for sure. So the move down to Namblup, is that a case of looking to expand the team and, and get even more involved? Yeah, pretty much, James. Um, Dom was just um, sort of let me know um, he sort of wanted the property back at the end of this year and um, um, just to do his own sort of thing. And, um, yeah, so this opportunity come as well. Um, and um, obviously, I was only renting the kennels at John, so I was travelling back and forth. And um, obviously, here I'm um, I'm living on the property as well, which is a lot easier. Um, and you can be a bit more hands-on and do stuff during the day. And yeah, it's it's um, it's a really good setup here, so I couldn't be more happy. So you originally started uh, out in the industry over in New South Wales. That's where you're from. You started out at the Richmond track as an as an employee there. How long ago was that, mate? Um, it was funny, you know, um, I was thinking about it the other day. I, um, I used to run poker tournaments at pubs and clubs in Sydney and of a night time and I did, didn't have anything to do d- during the day. And, um, a mate of mine was working there. Richmond, um, ground track is, um, it's like, it'd be, it'd be like a track in the middle of Nambalup. It's where all the ground trainers are based over there. So, um, the track, they nearly trial every day. Um, and they race two or three times a week now, but in between them race days, they're trialling every day. So a mate of mine was working there and he wanted to step back a bit and said, um, you know, you, you might want to do a day for me here and there. So I just started just working at the trials and um, during the day and um, it stepped up. Um, basically, uh, I had a boss at the time, Wayne Billet. Um, he gave me an opportunity to start driving the lure. And, and to be honest, um, they already had five lure drivers there, so it's like they needed another one like a hole in the head. But um, he was um, he was kind enough to give me a go, and I picked it up um, pretty well. Um, it's not an easy job lure driving; it's, it's a high um, it's a high pressure job, and you know it's not a lot of room for error there. But um, I picked it up pretty well, and um, from there I, I um, moved on to start driving the lure Wentworth Park um, straight into the city track. So yeah, um, yeah it was a it was, um, and I started to enjoy it as well. Um, so yeah, that's where it all started, and then yeah, just um, ended up coming over here. So 
Shane, you've got a couple of good dogs um, there in the kennel. How, how are they looking at the moment? Yeah, um, we've got a, we're going for a bit of a process at the moment, Lex. Um, there's, there's a few dogs here that um, I sort of can't take them much further than what they've gone. Um, so we're, we're in a process at the moment of um, um, we maybe might to find them um, racing careers somewhere easier. Like a couple of my own ripping dogs, I'm going to send them to Adelaide very soon um, just to um, where it's a bit easier for them over there. They've sort of struggled and they've got to their mark over here. And um, we're bringing a lot of young ones through. So... Um, I don't know whether it's going to be a good or bad idea, but anyway, uh, sorry, but, um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna aim up at that anyway, so and see how we go. Uh, just on one of the good dogs, Chevy's Gold should have won last Friday, but uh, we're talking later sorry. in the sh- we're talking <laughs> later in the show about uh, directional and running habits. Um, with a dog like that, who's obviously a widey, do you have much say in whether he is uh, a wide runner or is it just up to the dog? And can you train him out of that? Um, I, I think it's hundred um, percent. In the dog, and it's probably generally goes back to the breed. Tell them, I think. Um, I did start him off at Gaston, um, knowing that it wouldn't have suited him, but I just wanted to give him a run on the finish on lure. That's why I kicked him off at Kennington, just to sort of get him a bit of confidence and kick him off on that finish on lure. And then I knew once we got to Mandrew, he was obviously going to be a better dog. But yeah, you're right. Um, I was sort of counting my money halfway up the straight last week, and he got ankle taps, but um, that's just the way it is, isn't it? And, and, and this week, unfortunately, he's drawn box two, so yeah. So. What about some of these other good dogs you've you've got and have had over the past couple of years? Uh, obviously, Chevy's entry that's gone up, way up to free to all level. And Danica Keeping, mate, that was a big result for you when you won the Group Three Young Stars Classic with this greyhound last year. That that really kicked you off, uh, didn't it? Your first Group Race winner. Yeah, it certainly did. Um, just a bit on the Chevy dogs, I've got to give a big rap to um, the owner and the breeder Jody Manuel in Sydney. She raised all my pups and. She does a fantastic job. And if you see a Chevy dog, you know they can run. They're, they're obviously, they're rockets. They're not called Chevy for nothing. But um, <laughs> she's been sending a fair few over late. And we've got a couple of young ones coming through from, from her as well. So uh, I can't thank her enough. Um, Danica Keeping, yeah, that was um, a big thrill. I've never lost a word, but I was that night. Um, <laughs> it, was, it come unexpected. Um, she had box eight. I give her no hope. Um, and then, yeah, just um, it did actually. Yeah, I got a lot of phone calls after that win and um, got some better quality dogs off the back of that. So, um, yeah, re- recently we just um, sent her home. I, she was in the same boat as what I just talked about. She um, she got to a stage where, you know, she was going to be up against Campini and three fours over 520. And I just don't think it's it's fair on her just to, you know, just be tailing off out the back in races like that. So we dropped her back to the 400. We pinched the sprinter's plate. And then I just said... Um, I'll be time for her to go home and be a mum. So, yeah, she's gone back home to Dubbo and, yeah, she's been a real good dog for our kennel, that's for sure. Seems like you've had a fair bit of success, like, relatively early on. You've only been training since the end of 2018, but uh, winners did come pretty quickly for you and, and it's the momentum's been building for you? Yeah, um, to be honest, James, um, I only ever trained a small team back in Sydney or off and on probably only four or five dogs in the backyard. So so expanding to this sort of large sort of a number, I, I had a lot of help along the way. I went and spent two weeks with Robbie Britton in, in Victoria. And I just he's been my mentor sort of from, from day dot. So I sort of wanted to learn from him. And also done a couple of days down at Paul Stewart. And um, I've basically just taken everyone's little bit of input and just made it into my own sort of thing. Um, I think last year we had 79 winners or something for the year. We only got 20 dogs in work. So it's... Um, it was good this year. We're just um, 
we're halfway through and it's just sitting on 49. So um, it has. It's been it's been really good, and um, I think the main thing is you got to it's you got to um, enjoy what you do, and you got to love the dog as well. Um, I reckon they respond to a bit of uh, TLC as well, so they definitely get that here um, before the great staff I've got as well. So yeah, it's it's been going good. Shane, your kennel, Team Ripping Greyhounds, has a pretty big social media presence. What's the reasoning for having such a big media social, social media presence? Yeah, good question, Lex. Um, basically, just we're just trying to promote the sport um, the best way we can. Um, uh, the girls photos are not a great photographer, so um, yeah, we get all the photos together, and it's um, basically just letting the owners know that. Um, now, when their dog's racing, and, and once a week we, we'll give a, um, a weekly update to all the owners, and we'll also replay the, the wins of the dogs at the end of the week. Um, so it's just the, the brand I sort of started with, um, with the Ripping Dogs. So all the Ripping Dogs are, uh, will be owned and trained by me, basically. And yeah, it's basically just to try and promote the sport and show show people out there that um, you know dogs dogs get treated better than some humans. You know, so the, the misconception by um, you know the majority of people out there it's um it, it can't be further from the truth so and you've got two girls down there working with you taylor and jay what do they do around the kennel uh they're, they're stars um they're going to be they're going to be good trainers in their own right one day hopefully um taylor's really um stepped up a notch jay had a bit of a spell because she was at uni she had exams so she had a bit of time off and um taylor's really stepped up the last sort of two months and she's gone beyond above to be honest um since I moved down here, she sort of lives in Perth and she's sort of been coming down here nearly every day to give me a hand, so I can't thank her enough. And, um, yeah, Jay's just come back. Um, she's um, she's over at uni now. She's um, she got really good results, which is good. And um, she's studying to be a vet as well. So she's working with me along that side of thing as well. So we're, we're sort of working as a team and everything everything's going good. The girls are really good. I, I couldn't I couldn't ask for any more um, better staff than them two. They're, they're dead set stars. Is there a harder working person in the industry than Taylor Rollins? She's doing stuff with you, the house, kennel, uh, doing stuff with the Credellis as well. Like, uh, she's everywhere, isn't she? I don't know when she gets time to sleep. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no, she loves it. And that's the thing, what I went back to earlier. Um, if you don't love the animal or the dog, it's... Um, you know, it's it's probably no point doing it, but um, yeah, she loves it. I mean, there's been some mornings where you know we've um, we've had a bad night at the office, but Taylor's always in in the morning, smiling and happy, and and I think the dogs bounce off that. You know, they really do the energy and that. So, like I said, I'm pretty lucky to have them two girls, that's for sure. And 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 young Jay got um, young achiever last year, so mm. that was another proud moment. So it was really good. Yeah, excellent. Uh, a lot of good things coming out of the kennel. We we certainly do love what's what you're doing with the, the social media stuff, keeping everyone uh, informed and the communication, I think, is really important with the owners. Uh, just quickly, mate, we, we have to mention this before we, we head off. You're part of this golfing group with uh, this the, this Illuminati uh, of trainers that we've got down there. Uh, we've got uh, our co-host here, Cal Robson. We've he, got something he, you might Honestly, want. It, is, it is tragic how desperate he is to be part of this group. He, he, he just... Keeps pleading to be part of it. Can can you put a good word in for him? Can you just take him? <laughs> I'll tell you what I'll do. Um, I think next week there's a, a high stakes game, which um, 
Um, so the boys are real keen on. But the following week, Cal, I reckon if you just come down, I know your old mate Daniel Williams is there, um, so I'm sure um, I'm sure you'll get we'll get your game um, not this week, uh, not next week, but the week after, 100. percent All right, thank you for that. And more importantly, this week um, I'm on duties of taking bus to the track. Am I uh, able to get on car park capers? 100%. 100%. I'm just going to have to go and get the one the one rug from Buster's um, kennel to put her on Chevy's entry. I don't know how we managed to do that. How do we do that? I don't know. I'll, I'll wash it I'll wash it for you and make sure it gives Chevy's entry a couple of extra lengths. <laughs> That'll be good, mate. It'll be real good. Yeah, but I'll... Um, yeah, that 100% car park paper. So, I'll, um, obviously, the... Um, the track's back open now, so it's it's difficult to try and catch the boys before they go up and have a beer. So, um, yeah, um, I'll definitely interview you this week, mate. No problem. All right, let's make it a date. Shane, uh, all the best, and thanks for chatting to us here on Go Greyhounds. Thanks, guys. I listen to the show every week. It's um, it's really good. You're doing a good job. Keep up the good work, and um, promoting our sport is um, what we're all trying to do. So keep up the good work, guys. Appreciate thanks, Shane. It, appreciate it. See ya. Shane Williams there. Callum, you use us to get into these golfing events and then you don't go. Well, I haven't haven't got an invite yet, but that sounded like an invite, so I'll, yeah. I'll go away and I'll win it. All right, Cal, we're going to be talking to you a little bit more uh, form analysis stuff uh, when we come back on the other side of this break. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Welcome back to the show and Cal and Lex, we are going to be looking at taking a look at the nitty gritty of what happens out there on the racetrack. This week's topic, Cal, we're looking at dogs jumping out of the boxes, that all important start and how it will influence your decision on which dog to back. Specifically, talking about dogs that go left or right out of the boxes. Yeah, so as I've said on this show numerous times, the start's the most important bit. Everyone can look at a form guide and see what dogs run what time, but you have to look um, at whether that dog is going to be able to run that time. And movement out the boxes is one of the key factors. Obviously, you have three general movements. You have left to go to the rail, you have straight, and you have right. So um, a dog that's drawn one and maybe a widey, you want to be looked to be against because that dog wants to get off the fence and it's got seven other dogs to contend with to get out to that fence. Now, uh, you can do the opposite. So in box eight, you don't want a dog that's going to rail. Uh, likelihood of it getting across and uh, not, being able to do it, not being able to do it without any uh, chaos being caused is minimal. So when you're picking a dog and if you know they're a wide jumper, jumper, yeah, if you know they're going to jump wide, is that going to change your opinion of why you might pick them and what box they have? Exactly. It's why I picked that dog and why I probably won't pick the dog to its outside as well. So it doesn't only just affect that dog in the race, it also affects the other dogs. So you've got the dog that in, say, Chevy's Gold this week from Box to Amandra who wants to get wide on the track. It's not only going to affect uh, Chevy's Gold, but it's also going to affect the dog in three and potentially the dog in four are getting across Chevy's Gold and without bumping it. So uh, in that race, it will give a big advantage to the one because he's going to be all by himself just charging up the rail and leaving it the trouble. So in terms of things like that, if you can focus on what they do out the boxes, and a good way to look at this is the 520 boxes, you get a head-on vision and you can see which way dogs jump. So if you can do that, create an edge there and uh, dogs that probably won't run the time that a lot of the dogs do in the race can open up value because they're going to run um, a solid time but getting a clean run. Generally speaking, 
we like dogs that do rail, but obviously, depending on where they're drawn, it can be a detriment to them. Yeah, so it, you want a dog that jumps relatively straight and doesn't come across at a rapid rate. Um, those dogs can obviously um, ride a few bumps whilst going straight, but also um, not cascade into the dogs inside and outside and eventually get down to the rail, which is obviously the shortest way home. Sometimes, though, dogs are quick enough at the start that they can overcome the, the tendency to go left or right. Uh, old heads will remember this greyhound, Pedrosa, one of Paul Stewart's uh, the early champions. Uh, it was lightning quick. It was hard right out of the boxes, but was so quick it would generally get in front regardless of where it was on the grid. So there are exceptions to that rule. And one now would be Mermaid Benelli. Uh, it's a dog that wants to get out to the middle of the track. So from inside draws, you want to be negative. But over the 520, she's so much quicker than the rest of the field that uh, she probably gets a clean run eight times out of ten. So this weekend, Mermaid Benelli's drawn box... Box four, I think. And so, it's got two vacants to the outside, which is key for Mermaid Benelli. So looking to be a good run for her then? Good. She'll get a good run. I just don't think she'll run at the 520 which is the issue. But in terms of the actual run at the start, I think she'll get clean. I think she'll probably go 5.40 early, which is really quick. More than likely to lead that. But but obviously with a greyhound uh, not with, that goes hard left uh, on her inside, and that's also a quick beginner, might be a different story, right? Exactly, yeah. So um, it, it's dog by dog basis, and you want to look to be against the dogs on the outside of Mermaid Manelli because she will come out, and the other dogs that want to come in are going to have to try and avoid Mermaid Manelli early and can cause a bit of chaos there. Now, we, I asked you before, is this something you can train a dog? It's not something you can train. It's sort of something there. We got a bit of an answer from Shane there, didn't we? Yeah, Shane just before, he said it's in their nature. So you can't train them out of it. So whatever their racing pattern is. And that's why I love dog punting. Um, I came from the horses and the unpredictability of the horses was a bit annoying. Every dog has its habits. It's hab- annoying. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> Every dog has its habits. Could and, be worse, though. And a lot of people look at the dogs and think they're unpredictable. They're not. They do the same thing every start. They do the same racing habits. They don't suddenly go to the rail to the outside fence. Mm. Every dog does the same thing every time. And previously you were talking about or mentioning to me dogs that you like to or think that we should be following. Yeah, so uh, we've, got a bit, we've got a bit of a dog to follow. Uh, the first one's Dandel Up Casper racing on Friday, I think, can run a good race here. Uh, ran home in 10.63, which was the best on the meeting on Friday and by quite some way, by about a length and a half. Uh, needs the inside draw, which it gets on Friday, gets box three. Um, it'll be a big price. Look to play the places there. Harper's Hero, who's racing tonight, ran home in 11.02. Uh, we've been talking about this dog on this show. It's got a lot of ability. With a clean run, I'd be scared to know what time this dog would run. Uh, it comes up in a race where Can You Go Wild, who looks the early leader, but can You Go Wild on the same night, ran home in 11.28. So Harper's Hero's got four lengths on Can You uh, Go Wild on the run home. I think Harper's Hero will lob him behind and I think can win that race. And the final one, Bar Tucks, raced on Saturday, ran home in 11.28, which is really quick. Was the quickest on the night on Saturday run home. And this is against the best dogs. Uh, can race a lot easier, can drop back to a Monday or a Wednesday. Um, needs an inside box, but if he gets an inside box, it's a dog that can will open up a big price and can place. You've written all them down, Lex? I wrote them down, but I just want to know, why are you naming them as dogs to follow? Um, those are the ones that get... Um, I've got access to data with run-home splits and whatnot, and those dogs are ones that can... Uh, a lot of people will miss, and so you get a big price um, for when they go around and... Yeah, they'd be good bets. All right, value. Value bets. So for the next couple of weeks, some dogs to look out for. Perhaps. Yeah, I'll do that every week. So dogs that uh, 
the average person will probably miss. I'll look to give the listeners a the average, average Joe. Yeah, but you get annoyed because <laughs> it's hard to read horses. All right, the average Joe. All right, there we go. Thanks, Cal, for that insight. Uh, stick around. On the other side of the break, we've got another not-so-average person, David Short, who'll be joining us. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Live on SEN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche. Yes, welcome back. Well, joining us now is David Short from Tab Touch, uh, Shorty, plenty to go through. Lots uh, happened at Cannington last night, and we've got uh, some big racing coming up. Maybe we'll kick off with uh, Cannington, uh, and we had uh, four winners to Enzo Cradelli out there last night. Yeah, we certainly did. G'day, JB, Lex, Cal, nice to be with you guys. It was the Enzo Cradelli show there last night. Four winners with Subway Demon winning in 22.54. Sweet but psycho, uh, one named after one of my high school girlfriends at 30 and 22. <laughs> it was a nice run. <laughs> uh, Rambo's boy was uh, the quickest of the night in 29.92 and Bahrain Train 22.06. Hopefully you've got the sweet version of Callum in there today <laughs> with you guys. Uh Bit of both, actually. Yeah, a bit of both. The Bahrain <laughs> train, yeah, that was uh, yeah, in Einsteinium's race. Cal has been ribbing me about that the whole time. I've declared Einsteinium as my favourite dog. and Anyway, didn't uh, fire last <laughs> night. That's okay. What about uh, Joe Daly and Christine Bennett? They also recorded doubles. They did. Uh, Joe with Fabs Winnie and also Burswood Bandit. Uh, both similar times, 30-25 and 30-23. And then uh, Christine Bennett uh, over the shorter trip with Cheyenne Gundy and Kentucky Gundy winning in 22-17. Uh, a couple of the better performances uh, over the shorter trip. Mon Leslie was a good winner of the last in best of night, 21-92. And just outside of that, uh, frantic talk for Justin Wood went 21-95. So there were some nice winners there last night. Yeah, certainly was. Also, uh, Scooter Lou for Jamie Marsh getting up, uh, winning a second race in a row there. Great to see Jamie uh, getting some winners. Y- you know why? Because uh, his kennel has had a hit a bit of a speed bump, I guess, and uh, we can pinpoint the exact reason as to why that happened. It, some can pinpoint <laughs> the exact reason. We sent Lex out to do a kennel tour there, and ever since then... Uh, things haven't gone right for him. So good to see him actually bucking the trend there. Happy for him. (laughs) Lexi, surely it's only a matter of time before your Midas touch comes to the fore. And that was uh, clear for all to see there last night, of course, with that very impressive win by Scooter Lou. Made it two on the bounce. And Mm. Scooter Lou's been getting around under the guard of punters. I think it was, again, at each way odds, around five or six bucks last night. So Scooter Lou's worth following over the next little bit. Not great early, but a really strong finisher. Um, handles middle to wide draws okay as well. So um, keep an eye on Scooter Look good odds over the next few weeks. And what about Rambo's boy, another one you like the look of from uh, one of Credelli's winners last night? Yeah, certainly, JB. It was a good win, 29.92. Any time you're breaking that 30-second barrier and you're at the grade that Rambo's boy is at the moment, you've got quite a few cheap races left up your sleeve. So Rambo's boy is another one you can pop into your black book and have a bit of fun with over the upcoming weeks, I would have thought. All right. What about tonight down there at Mandra? What are we look liking the look of down there? 
I thought it was a pretty tricky program on the whole, to be honest. There's three races that I've identified as nice betting races. Uh, race five uh, looks a race in two to my eye between three Harper's Hero and four Can You Go Wild. Both really nice young chasers. Looked to have a lot of upside. Uh, didn't have a lot between them. So I'll just uh, take the coward's way out and take them to run first and second together here. Uh, race five, number three Harper's Hero and four Can You Go Wild. Race six, number four Argon's won four or five track and trip. Um, really nice youngster on the way through. Only needs to uh, steer clear of trouble early to be very hard to beat. And uh, the Fairy Floss uh, wouldn't be me coming on for a segment without giving the Fairy Floss a run. This time around with race seven, number eight, uh, OO, Oriental Owen. Um, going really well, this chaser. Um, experienced campaigner, but um, there's just been market disrespect at the last two wins for Oriental Owen. And um, hopefully uh, gets under the guard of the bookies again tonight and we can get on. I think it'll be very hard to beat. The last two performances have been very good. What do you think, Cal? Yeah, I'm very keen on Oriental Owen tonight. Um, I can't believe he hasn't gone up favourite. Uh, box eight's his box as well, so he'll march down the outside and dismantle this field again. It's great to see like this it. greyhound uh, back in form. Obviously ripped out a Big streak earlier on the year, then then hit a few uh, losses in a row, but uh, obviously back to its best form here. Definitely, yeah. And and you've alluded to it. Look, this dog is for, for you know at Northern for a significant period of time was the standout sort of two ninety seven meter chaser. He then took the show on the road into town. He's getting into the veteran category now. Oriental Owen, eighty two starts though, forty two wins and sixteen placings, and track and distance. He's won 12 out of 16 over the uh, shorter trip, 302 metres at Mandra. So there's not too many times you can bet on something that operates at 75%. 7 of 11 from box number 8. This greyhound gets a lots of ticks for tonight's performance, that's for sure and certain. Indeed, uh, and good to see him uh, doing having success for Stevie Richards there as well. What about uh, this weekend? We've got a couple of feature races uh, coming up, heats of those races, starting with the Mandra Middle Distance down there on Friday night. We had a little bit of discussion about it earlier on in the show, but uh, what are your thoughts on that one, mate? Yeah, both really good heats on Friday night. I, th- I thought, I've been against Flake Manelli most of her recent starts. I just thought this race mapped ideally for Flake Manelli to get on the arm. And when she leads, she doesn't get run down. So I'm going to team up with Flake this Friday night. Donna Orenthal slow in two. Donna Oscar in three presses up the track a little. That should give Flake Manelli all the room she needs to muster through and find the top. And from there, I don't think they'll be catching it. The second of the heats is a great race. But, Isn't gee, it? I thought it was a tough punting equation. Uh, Snally Gaster off the red. Goblin, Hurricane Tears, Jackpot Jewel, Rockstar Patriot, Cindy's Oliver Inversion. I, I, there's not one of these dogs that could win with me being completely surprised. Snally Gaster's got the draw in favour as one of the, probably the outsider of the field and um, could improve and run a race here at good odds. Um, Cindy's Oliver, I think it will probably be along with Rockstar Patriot as the two dogs that I'm most likely to team up with from a quality perspective and maybe in some trifectas and first fours in the race, but um, a really interesting race. How do you see it, Cal? Have you, have you got one that you like in the second of those middle distance challenge heats and Cam Flake Manelli went off the red? Well, that's the key and I thought Harden Up Tommy could be a bit of a nuisance for Flake. He's obviously a very good beginner of the 405 off that 647 start. You do get a bit of time to muster up as well. So I thought that would be very interesting. Obviously, it's just price dependent with Flake. Um, anything over $2, I'd probably get involved. In the second one, I think it's very hard. Um, I was uh, thought Cindy's Oliver could have gone a little bit better on the run home last start. Um, so I'm worried first time Mandarin and then up to the 647 in a race where there's a couple of season stayers. So... Uh, I'm not sure yet, and I'll be waiting for prices for that race.
Good heats, though. They certainly are. Yeah, great, uh, great uh, race that one. What about at Cannington on Saturday? Once again, we did discuss it briefly, but to get your thoughts on these West Chase heats. Yeah, I think it's going to be a pretty strong Manelli flavour there. Just quickly, uh, my better bet's Friday night to race four. Number four, Westdale Ari's on the downgrade. Looks really well placed. And Son of Jamaica's been airborne. It's worth having a bet as well there. Friday night race eight, number one. Uh, West Chase Heats, I thought Chimera Manelli, hard to beat off uh, box one. Was a great run in the Paradise Street final. Only run down in the final bound last week from box one. Should be able to punch up, hold a spot. And from there, be really hard to run down. Race five, number two, Pixie Manelli, who's been... Absolutely stunning in recent times for Dave Hobby. Just a model of consistency and racing well. Looks hard to beat again. And Sir Monty's got the draw um, to make him hard to beat. Race six, number one. I thought uh, the value play was late in the night. Race 10, number one, Mon Janet. There was a win for the Mons there last night in Mon Leslie. Hopefully in the last this time around, it's Mon Janet. Mon Janet indeed, yeah. Just quickly back to that... uh... Sir Monty, heat of the West Chase. Uh, Mermaid Manelli, we figure, will lead this one, but uh, Monty on the inside there will will overpower her. That looks the case. So I'm, I'm interested to get Cal's thoughts, but I've certainly had Sir Monty punching the rail pretty hard and sitting on a dog like Mermaid down the back. I would expect him to be far too strong over the concluding stages. Yeah, I think most dogs can sit on Mermaid Manelli in this race and run at home, but I think Sam Monty gets the right run, should be in behind and can run really good time. Um, yeah, so, uh, Mermaid Manelli won't be winning. All right, there we go. Uh, thank you, Sean. Hey, he can, he, can, he can say that this week, JB, without me pulling him up. Of course, last week <laughs> yes, he made he that did. same comment. And who was on top of the podium at the end of the race? <laughs> Our girl Mermaid. I don't, I'll give you a small tip, Cal. If you ever see me pull out the Captain Barnacles lid, <laughs> get aboard Mermaid because I don't do that stuff for fun. I can give you the tip. Yeah, no, he's cock of the hoop this week, as he knows. Very confident uh, with this one. All right, Shorty, appreciate it as always. Thanks for joining us, mate. All the best. Thanks. Cheers, guys. Callum, give us your red-hot tip. One tip for this weekend. What if, what's your one to look out uh, for? We'll go race nine, number eight, Kingsbury Peter. Will be a big price, but suited out in box eight. Which night? Uh, which night? Ma- uh, Friday. Friday night. Friday night. That's his red-hot tip. That concludes another episode of Go Greyhounds. Callum and James, always a pleasure. We'll be back next week. Thanks, Lex. Thank you. Live on ACN Track, you're listening to Go Greyhounds with James Broadhurst and Alexia Peche.